Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Tell you what, let me explain. It's free. Free. Nothing. Nada. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Yeah, your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. Uh, And I'll tell you, the distribution is fantastic. You can make money from your podcast. Yes, money. Yes, you can make money with zero or no minimum listenership. Pausing for dramatic effect. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, I tell you what, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started and do it now. Now, go, 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 do it now. Go. Attention all internet. Put the children in their cages. Shoot your pets. Yank grandmother's plug. Put down your crack pipe. It's time for Very Good, Very Quick. Welcome to Very Dark, Very Quick. I am Mike, and with me is Aaron. Hey guys, it's Aaron. How you doing? Uh, this week, you want to tell me what uh, what we picked? Yeah, Mike, this week we're talking about bronies. Ooh, that scares me a little, Aaron. Yeah. If we're talking about bronies... We're talking about the uh, the new My Little Pony cartoon, correct? My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I watched a shitload of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic as research for this show. You know, the yeah. show started back in 2010. It's still running. It's in its seventh season right now. Next week is actually the last episode of the seventh season of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. So this is actually a pretty topical thing we're doing. I'm so happy that I know somebody who uh, knows that uh, next week is the last episode of season seven. Yeah, there is a lot of paraphernalia available for this show also. I mean, I I don't know if you've looked on eBay or any place like that, but Jesus Christ, there's a lot of this stuff out there. Well, of course, that's where it got its start. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is actually a reboot of a cartoon based on a line of toys, kind of like Star Wars. So My Little Pony has been dubbed in 13 languages and has been shown in 66 countries the brony subreddit has 63,000 subscribers so do you think this is something we could just uh start playing on a loop to try to solve that israeli conflict kind of like they did in waco with the uh yeah playing abba for the branch davidians until they torched themselves yeah allegedly can we we do something like that (laughs) one of the first places i normally go when i'm looking up something is reddit and um there's a lot of hate out there. There is actually a brony hate subreddit, 
and good God, do they want to bring these guys down. What are uh, some common things that they complain about bronies for? Well, it, it, to be honest with you, it's almost to a level of racism at this point. That's the way I kind of interpreted it because it's not really about any one thing other than the fact that they like My Little Pony. Um, they do call them rapists and they do call them child molesters and things like that a lot of the time. So I think they're lumping that in. But again, how is that different from me, me saying, oh, all brown people do this one thing? Well, I will tell you, here's my experience with any kind of bronies. Um, in my head, bronies, furries, and some other folks are all kind of lumped together. Now, maybe, maybe that's wrong uh, on my part, but um, I worked as a teacher at a local college, and um, we had a lot of students that either claimed to be bronies or would talk about it all the time. And then they hung out with people uh, that walk around with like the cattails and and raccoon tails hanging out of their pants. Yep, good times. Yeah, those dudes are cool. Okay, well, we're definitely coming at it from different angles then. Um, those guys, I could never. Here was my problem: they were students, and I could never get them to produce anything. But they would put plenty of uh, energy into either the talk of uh, My Little Pony or anime or, or those sorts of things, but I just could never get them to focus on anything real. These are people who are passionate about what they're into, and we see that with everything. We see that with My Little Pony, and we see it with Star Wars. We see it with the Trekkies. Once they realize that they're into it, they f fucking hit it hard, spend all their time on it, spend all their money on it, and it's a very intensive process. They're developing a character. And in the case of bronies, they invent their own pony Sona. Oh my God! Yeah, see that. Uh, so, so pony Sona is is uh, who they are in the My Little Pony universe, yeah. or just in the world in general. It's not like they run around pretending to be their pony Sona, like in their personal life. You know, that's something that they do uh, when they're together at conventions and stuff like that. Okay, so that was the other thing that I saw in doing any sort of research on this thing, that uh, they do have a lot of parties and, and get-togethers and things like that. So it did seem to me that um, this was a lot about them finally making friends and socializing, maybe for people that don't make a lot of friends. Yeah, they kind of found their people. That's cool. You know, the Is whole it? thing... <laughs> The whole thing with the pony conventions kind of got started right here in Texas, uh, just a couple hundred miles south in Houston. This isn't where the convention thing started, but this is like the first one that ever got big attention because these conventions often end with a pony rave where everybody mm. gets all ponied up and they go and, uh, you know, dance. And yeah. one of the, somebody filmed one of these pony raves and put it up on YouTube. I think this was in uh, 2010. And that kind of started the whole thing. It shined light on the brony um, situation and kind of got it out there in the public eye. Um, so, yeah, that all happened right here in Texas. I'm, I'm not proud of that, um, being from Texas. But here, here's my thing. I feel like maybe some of this is because I'm a lot older than these guys. Uh, but I have to have faith in myself that even if I were their age, I would not want to be a part of this. 
I mean, I know I watched some cartoons and things when I was in my 20s, but it was more like Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that. I, I just I don't understand where the love of this thing comes from. You know, there is something to that. You know, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is a straight up children's show. I mean, there's not any adult humor in there. There's not any tongue-in-cheek, dirty jokes, or anything like that. It's a 100% innocent show for little girls. And, you know, it does seem kind of weird that people would latch on to this, you know, grown men, adults, and also grown women. Um, grown women are called Pegasisters. Don't Ooh. know if you knew that. Oh, no, I didn't. Thanks. And now, some creepy shit with a real live brony. I'm here with, can you go ahead and say your name? Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Byron Hardman. By- Byron Hardman, nice to meet you, and uh, yeah, welcome to Very Dark Very Quick. How are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing fantastic, sir. I'm doing amazing. Good deal, good deal. You actually have a show where you are talking about My Little Pony, is, is that correct? Yes, yes. I want to spread the message of My Little Pony, of friendship and magic to all the peoples. All the magical people. Right. Okay. Um, could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, My Little Pony? My Little Pony takes place in a world not unlike our own. It's called Equestria. And in Equestria, ponies live in friendship and peace through the power of magic. I believe that Earth, if we can only learn to be ponies then we can grasp that friendship for ourselves. And uh, are there other people that feel the same way as you? Absolutely. There are so many people who who take what I say and my words and everything that My Little Pony pushes on people and, and, they, and they envelop it. They make it one with themselves. They go deep, deep inside My Little Pony. They want to be... All that it is to be a pony. And what do you and these other individuals um, call yourselves? Well, the common term is brony, but I want to make it to where they just call us ponies. Bronies, and you just want to you want to be called ponies. Okay, are you the only one that wants to be called ponies, or is it is this uh, is this kind of among you bronies that y'all would like to one day be known as ponies? Well, it's not unanimous that, that that everyone, you know, sees the same way. As a brony, we all have an individual aspect to us. And most importantly, is a friendship. And and the way that, that, that My Little Pony touches us. And the way that we touch My Little Pony. Okay. The, the show is for little little girls, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is, that, is that correct, Myron? Uh, is friendship and magic for little girls? That is a fair question. That is a fair question. So what actually brought you into My Little Pony to begin with? Well, there was one time when I I saw I saw a pony and I was like that that pony is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then years later when I was I was like 38, I was I saw My Little Pony for the first time, and and it grasped my heart, and I I felt 
all my emotions explode like never before. So your emotions, they, they definitely, they climaxed. Is that what you're telling me? That your emotions climaxed from My Little Pony? Oh, most, most definitely. I, I climaxed all over My Little Pony. Got it. Good. Okay. Right. Um, do others feel exactly the same way as you do? What is a normal day in your life, walking around being a brony? A normal day is me spreading the power of friendship and magic to the average person, letting them know that they can touch ponies just like I do. Okay, and and then whenever you're around other people, like how, how do they usually interact with you? Well, bronies see me as an icon. I'm I'm the sword that that charges into the darkness. I am Equestria's knight. I am the hero that the ponies need. And normal people they they just don't quite see that yet. And as you may have seen on my show, I get harassed by normal people constantly. They they uh, they seem to think that I have diabetes. I I do not have diabetes. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad you don't have diabetes and uh, that you're a uh, you're a thrusting sword for for equestrians. But I did see uh, some of your some of your show, and I someone said that they would want to shove apples uh, up up an ass just to get you off the show. Are you is that discouraging you at all from continuing what you do? It is definitely difficult. Uh, thing to to have someone tell you that they want to to put things inside of you, but I'm willing to take it for friendship and magic. I'm willing to take all of it, all of their harassment and and their and their apples, because that's what friendship's about. So harassment and apples up the ass. For friendship, is that what you're? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh. It's good to know. And uh, so I, I see that the show started back up anew, in um, actually October 2010. So it's it's actually you know uh, the My Little Pony. Excuse me. Um, did you join as soon as the show started? Did you become a brony right then, or was it? Uh, did when did you first discover? My Little Pony and become a brony. Well, I was there from the very beginning. When I first knew that ponies made me feel a certain way was when I first saw a real pony. My Little Pony was something that, that, that transcended what I could not have in the real world into something that I could manifest in Equestria. Good deal. And, uh... So the ponies also have a cutie mark. Do you have a cutie mark? Like, have, is that a thing that bronies do? Well, I I happen to have one, but that's 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 mine. That's mine alone, to uh, to know. Um, I've, I've heard of this thing. It's called uh, it's called clopping. Uh, jeez. Um, could you could you kind of tell me tell me about clopping? What it means to to bronies? In Equestria, the goal is to just to reach maximum friendship, and clopping is our way of reaching maximum friendship with each other, no matter who the brony is. We want to be able to share 
our magic with them and they with us. And clopping allows us to do that. Um, okay, and uh, and for those that don't know, uh, clopping is, is just uh, anal sex. Is, is that correct, Byron? Well, I don't like the word uh, anal. Uh, see, clopping is a magical word. And anal is a naughty one. All right. Okay. Uh, so, whenever it comes to clopping, uh, are you are you a, a pitcher or a, a catcher? Let's just say that uh, that I prefer my my ponies futanati. Futanati. What is this uh, this thing? It's called the uh, the, um, the the pony pussy party. Is that is that correct? Yes, yes. The, the Pony Pussy Party was my greatest failure, but my greatest attempt at reaching maximum friendship with all bronies. It was it was a party where people would come dressed up as ponies, dressed up as cats, and we would drink Dr. Thunder and, and eat cotton candy of all colors and, and listen to techno. And there was even supposed to be a, a dance contest. But unfortunately, our DJ, DJ Questernaut, didn't bring any music with him. I'm sorry to hear that. Was there at least Cotton Candy and Dr. Thunder? My assistant uh, seemed to uh, go the easy way out, and he brought Cotton Candy Fago. What is Cotton Candy Fago? It is, uh, is what clowns drink. Insane clowns. Okay, gotcha. And uh, do you have a fear of clowns at all? Uh, I do now. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for our uh, for our interview here. Thank, uh, thank you so much, uh, Byron. Uh, th- thank you for allowing me to help spread this message to people. And friendship is important. Yeah, yes, fr- friendship's definitely important. And no, I'm, no, I don't want to shake your hand. Thank, thank you, thank you. And now, Mr. Dr. Science, Ph.D. So, bronies, huh? You want to be a brony? You want to be like half horse, half human? Well, let's talk about that for a second. This is Mr. Dr. Science, Ph.D. Bronies, the closest we have to that is a centaur. Do you realize the crazy anatomy and physiology in order to even be a brony or a centaur? Let's stop horsing around here. Number one, the amount of weight on the top of your body that would push down on those front two legs would be crazy. You would have to evolve to have really thick front legs instead of these really thin horse legs with tiny little hoofs at the bottom. Your body would not be able to support all of that front loading weight. Specifically, what if you had to stop fast? You're so front loaded, you would flip head over heels. Number two, the diet. Sorry folks, what are you gonna eat as a centaur? Grass, hay, fruits? No way. The human body needs tons of proteins and fats in order to have a nice digestive system, a nice immune system, a nice circulatory system. A human body that has a diet of hay, do you go to the animal vet's office? Do you go to the zoo vet? Or do you go to doctor physician down the road? Hmm, did you think about that? Number four, two lungs. Are you gonna have lungs up top and lungs below? Which do you have? Are you a human or are you a centaur? Who do you mate with? Human horse? That sounds like quite a conundrum to me. So anyway, bronies that wanna be centaurs, the only part of that that's scientific is that you would be a horse that runs very fast in the open fields and achieve that top speed. Other than that, you would definitely be hunted down. Here is my thoughts. Centaurs, great in mythology, but anatomy and physiology, mm, it's not very good. 
And trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I have an honorary doctorate from the University of Denmark in science. So again, guys, this is Mr. Dr. Science, PhD. Good luck on the centaur theory. Again, it goes back to my my disapprovement of furries and things like that. You know, furries, from, from my understanding, they get together and they just fuck in the suits. And I'm just thinking this is the same thing that's happening with the horses and they're, and they're sexualizing these things that are for little girls. Are you talking about cloppers? Oh, fuck. See, now I heard somebody say that and I didn't want to find out what the fuck that meant. So what's a clopper? A clopper is a brony that gets a sexual kick out of the whole thing. This is where the bronies and the furries start to kind of merge here. Um, mm-hmm. There are definitely those people out there. It's not a tenet of the fandom. Not every brony is a clopper, but every clopper is a brony. Ugh. The whole thing could certainly take on a, a sexual tone, and that does happen sometimes, but it doesn't seem to be like a requirement for this fandom. This isn't yeah, a sex thing. I don't think it's a sex thing necessarily required, but uh, man, in some of the stuff that I watch, these people uh, starts making those connections in my head with pedophiles and you know things like that. Well, I get that, and you know that's that is definitely a common thing that people think about these bronies. I mean, yeah, that is kind of the logical place your mind would go. That's that's the reason we're talking about it right now. Even as a young adult or whatever, I never wanted to jerk off to a cartoon. I don't understand the sexual aspect of this. Well, uh, you know, it's all Rule 34, man. If anything can be made into a sexual thing, it will be. You know, we get into the the dark side of it, which I don't know if you even want to call it dark. I mean, I think it's healthy sexuality as long as it's consenting adults, and that's what it seems to be. But there is a sexual element to it, and there's a lot of Rule 34 content out there that I suggest you don't Google. And now, shut up, you're wrong with Volk. Bronies. You wanna know the fuck a brony is? An adult male who guys obsessed with a kid show horses that obviously think they represent well friendship. How the fuck does a horse represent friendship in that means? Are you seeking friendship that you can't get? Is this your response to the reality that you cannot receive because your obsession with a kid show? And that's 90% of bronies. Don't you try to fuck with me. You were not kids when you started watching. You were adults that decided this was okay. And it's not. I know what this world is. You know what? Because my niece watched the show until she decided to stop. I mean, gotta think about it. This is a species of horse that is supposedly intelligent, the same as humans. And yet, they make tools they cannot interact with. It's a world covered in shit because the horses are probably still shitting the normal way horses are. There's the biggest racial problem in that world. For God's sakes, there's multiple motherfucking levels of being these goddamn ponies. There's just the ponies that are normal. There's the ponies with magic. You've got the ponies with baseline magic. One that is a goddamn tailor. She uses her magic, the only ability she pretty much has, to move the goddamn needle. Yes, I know this world. The difference between this and someone that likes comic book characters At least the comic book characters are fucking human in some relative reality. I mean, X-Men was about racial issues. This has racial issues as if it's a normality. It's a fucking dragon warlock thing that only lives in the dark sky pony that runs across the sky and brings darkness to the daylight one. And, you know, they're skinny as fucking different than the rest of the ponies. There's the ponies with Pegasus powers. Apparently they have fucking wings. 
and they can fly. And they look at the rest of the ponies and they're like, haha, you can't fly or land on clouds. You got a hyperactive pony that is obviously on fucking crack. You see the eyes on that thing? Fucking on crack. And these are males in fandom of this. Males that, again, I'm serious, and have tried to send the actresses that are the voices of these goddamn ponies fucking erotica because they want them to, you know, read it. How they fuck the horse or how the horses are fucking. You can get me on cutie marks. When I discovered that what that was, I was like, what? You are branding yourself your ability? Mind-blowing when you really figure out really quickly. Holy shit. It's like watching the Jewish Nazi symbolism that they used to put that symbol on them. These guys are getting that symbol. Rationalize that, motherfucker. They won't even admit to being furries. You know what? Because I would respect a motherfucking furry saying shit. Because it's who the fuck they are. That's what they want to fuck. That's what they want to do. Fine. These guys want to be some magical motherfucking horses. It's a sales gimmick, motherfuckers. Pull your heads out of your asses. Pull your heads out of a horse's ass. You're not going to interact with a horse that way. Do not ruin it for a child. Closet yourself. And the reason I say closet yourself, because at least if you closet yourself, no one else has to fucking listen to you. Fuck. Crack open a fucking book. Basically, shut the fuck up. Well, I'm Lord Volcart. And that's where I stand on bronies. And you can try to enlighten me on your side of this. But otherwise, for now, fuck you. And that's me. I'm out. The whole brony community is basically self-sustaining at this point. They don't even need My Little Pony to be out there. They've kind of taken it over for themselves. There is loads of fan fiction. Some of that is, you know, slash fiction, but there is just a ton of it. Fan art, just loads of it out there. Billions of pieces of work that have been done by bronies about ponies. And, you know, it really is. It's a big thing. There's so much of this stuff. So you you said self-sustaining, and I can't help but think how most of these people are not not necessarily self-sustaining in their real life. No, no. I think that with any fandom, some of these guys tend to go off the deep end, and it can be detrimental to their actual lives. But, but I, I just feel like with these guys, if it wasn't My Little Pony, it would be something else. Yeah, no, you're probably exactly right. Maybe... This is more of a living in the now thing rather than worrying about their future, which is destined to suck. They're working on making friends and finding their place in the world and and finding their the hole that they fill in life. Um, I think they've found something to latch on to. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I guess everybody can have their own thing, do their own thing. I mean, they're not really hurting anybody. Um, and as long as it doesn't turn towards that dark side, then I don't guess I care. I just, I just know that uh, this is not a group I'm going to seek out. You, you mentioned that they don't hurt anybody, and that's the, I think that's the key. They don't hurt anybody. And now, the lighter side of life with Lady Glitter Sparkles. Okay, let's take a minute to calm down. Take a deep breath. Inhale. And exhale. I'm mostly talking to our very grumpy friend, Volk, and most of the world. If a grown man chooses to be a fan of magic ponies that represent friendship and love, so be it. There's a good chance he did not receive such gifts when he was a small child, and this is a way of expressing himself. These bronies do not pose a threat to anyone. They are trying to live in harmony and find a safe space to be themselves. 
You wouldn't call a vegan a Nazi for trying to take better care of the earth, would you? They are only trying to be fair to every living creature and be healthier than those damned meat eaters. Let it be. Perhaps the anti-bronies actually have the issue. Maybe they are jealous of the men who can fully express themselves and secretly wish to be a part of it because they know they would get the love they have always deserved. Whether it be magical ponies, comic book characters, or that lovely tofu ham waiting for me at home, we all need a way to feel like we belong and that everything is right in the world. Embrace these differences, friends. Embrace them. Then we can live a life of true peace and harmony I'm your spiritual advisor, Lady Glitter Sparkles, and this has been The Lighter Side of Life. Namaste. Only two incidents that have been related to bronies. Uh, They were both very unpleasant incidents involving children, but there's only two of them. There's literally thousands of bronies out there, maybe tens of thousands of bronies, and these guys aren't hurting anybody. The reason why these people fall down this rabbit hole might just have to do with the fact that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is a quality fucking show. It's good. It's got Mm. great voice acting. The animation is top-notch. They pay extra special attention to the action animation in My Mm. Little Pony, and you can see it when you watch it. And, you know, it's not a bad show. It's really well done. It was made by Lauren Faust. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the same girl who did uh, Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home of Imaginary Monsters. Absolutely, and her husband, Craig McCracken, is the guy who actually, he's the creator of Powerpuff Mm. Girls, and she worked on the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, you know, there's some definite credentials there. The plot lines are always very deep. And, you know, anytime there's a conflict, it's resolved in a very clever way. It's a clever show. The writing is top notch. The show is completely unoffensive. The conflict is there, but the stakes aren't very high. Nobody dies in My Little Pony. That's not even something that's ever brought up. And as a matter of fact, that's probably got a lot to do with the fandom as well, is this is a... This is a happy universe where everybody is nice to each other. They're all very friendly. They all have their place in the world. You know, these they all have their own uh, strong suits. And another thing that might be a big draw for My Little Pony is the songs. There are lots of songs. Like, each show is like 20 minutes long, and there's like six songs in each one. And they're actually good songs. They're well-written. The the actual music is good. It's all very well-composed music. And, I, you know, it definitely sticks to the point of the show there's a central theme to every episode and a lesson to be learned it's kind of socialism to me they do kind of live in a commune uh there's i do believe there's some socialist undertones there but i don't think it's something that they planned it's just the kind of thing that happens when you have a show that's based around a small community of people uh it's kind of like the smurfs everyone jokes that the smurfs were communist and yeah they were but that's not that was never the point of the show it was never a 
uh, meant to drive communism into people. It's a fucking kids show. They don't have time to go into geopolitical shit. You know, yeah, it's, it's a sad kids. fucking tool if you're trying to use the Smurfs to uh, indoctrinate people on communism. Absolutely, especially when it's so subtle. Kids don't give a shit about that. Kids aren't sitting there watching the Smurfs thinking, oh, wow, this is uh, communism shit is just great. Woohoo. You don't see this much anymore with like the Bugs versus Daffy type situation in cartoons. You know, you see a lot of, oh, everybody's happy or everybody's getting along, things like that, but you never see a lot of strife, you know, like, I mean, literally Daffy would get his head blown off and you just, you don't see that stuff anymore. That was just hilarious. Some of that stuff. Well, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. But I do kind of think that there is some value in keeping the, that kind of violence out of kids heads. And let me tell you why I think about this a lot. When I was a kid, there was this big thing on shows. It was like a trope that broccoli was disgusting and it was like a joke an always running gag in every cartoon that nobody wanted to eat broccoli and i was influenced by that i didn't eat broccoli at all when i was a kid because the fucking tv shows told me not to and then later in life i did eat broccoli and it's fucking great broccoli's wonderful i would have never ever thought about not eating broccoli if it wasn't for those jokes on those old cartoons do you think, and I, I'm guessing that, that there are some of these guys that are maybe like a quarter of the time they're interested in ponies, maybe a quarter of the time they're interested in anime, and then the other 50% of the time they're playing games or something? Is that, Wouldn't you say that those people do kind of cross over sometimes? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure they do. I think that really the, the point of it all, the, the main driving factor is the community, the spirit of togetherness. And helping each other out. You know, it's kind of like on season five, episode 17, Hearts and Hooves Day. Miss <laughs> Cheerley is uh, the teacher for the Cutie Mark Crusaders, and she doesn't have a date for Hearts and Hooves Day. Uh, it's basically the Valentine's Day in Equestria. And so they go out to hook her up with an earth pony named Big Macintosh. They call him Big Mac. Uh, Fuck. But the two don't hit it off. So the girls go and make a love potion to try and help things along. Uh, but the problem is, is that the love potion makes Miss Cheerley and Big Mac fall in love so hard that they don't care about anything else. Uh, Big Mac grows all the apples in Ponyville, and he's neglecting the orchard. So Ponyville's in danger of starvation. Uh, so the girls realize their mistake and seek to break the spell, and they eventually do. But they learn something from it. Their own selfishness and desire to make this thing happen almost caused the entire city to starve. And, and when they come together with the power of friendship, they're able to get a whole lot done. Maybe it's the creepy friendship tagline. I, I don't know what it is. It, it, whenever I see it, and I've never watched an entire episode, so maybe I can't comment as much as somebody else, but it reminds me a lot of the Smurfs. You know, there's all these individual things or people-ish things, and they all have different abilities or they all have different things about them, and yet aren't there things trying to attack them also sometimes? Yeah, there are um, antagonistic characters. Oftentimes, those characters are eventually reformed. Maybe it's more of a golden rule kind of thing. You know, treat others like you want to be treated and, and that sort of stuff. From the second season up until the end of the fourth season, there was a antagonist named Discord. Basically, Discord is a draconicus, which is half dragon, half horse. He used to rule Equestria and he had all of the ponies living in disharmony. It was a torturous time for ponies. Um, 
But those are those are all words that shouldn't be used together. I feel like you're not having an open mind about this, Mike. Listen, yeah, man. I might be a little closed-minded at this point. It's just hard for me to take. And again, like I say, I I don't want to come across as the old man here, but god damn it, come on. A lot of this stuff is just hard to to listen to. You got to use magical friendship to bring harmony back. And I, honestly, I think that's a lesson that we all should learn. What the fuck is magical friendship in the real world, though? Well, Mike, what we're doing right now is magical friendship. Oh, God, you're giving me the willies. Well, friendship is magic again. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. I wonder if these people who are kind of uh, throwing shade on the bronies might not just feel like maybe their individual fandoms are not as powerful or as widespread as the brony culture and maybe there's a, a little bit of jealousy there yeah i guess it could be jealousy man i don't know it's um it, it kind of reminds me of the episode pinky's pride where pinkie pie is jealous because cheese sandwich played by weird al yankovic is a God better party planner than her so she challenges them to a goof off and a goof off is basically a singing competition winner gets to throw rainbow dash's birthday party basically um so you know cheese sandwich sings a polka version of the smile song which is a lot of fun uh but pinky pie of course she made the pinky party promise and that means that if you are not happy at your party then she has failed in her pinky party promise and kill her no no but after she realizes that she's broken the pinky party promise she decides that she needs to forfeit the goof off and actually leave uh ponyville Listen, there's there's a there's a whole moral to the story though because uh, right. basically she finds out Cheese Sandwich through communication through communication and friendship uh, Cheese Sandwich actually <laughs> reveals that he is a party planner because he was inspired by Pinkie Pie and that's the whole reason he was there oh. he wasn't there to upstage her he was there uh, to to show off for her. she he wanted to show that he was so inspired by her that he became this wonderful. Uh, party planner and they patch things up and they throw the party together and it all it's wonderful friendship is magic and now a word from this week's sponsor are you tired of the same old chew oh yeah too much chewing and not enough hair in your mouth yes ma'am try new bubble badger gum the gum with hair I see society in and of itself preaching equality, equality, equality all across the spectrum, right? Whether it's it's gay rights or women's rights or or minorities or, or whatever. Everybody's supposed to get along. And you know, I'm I'm good with that. That's that's great. But I also see a generation that is coming up and maybe this is a Texas thing versus somebody else, but I don't think so. There's a lot of people that just call each other gay and, and do a lot of gay bashing and a lot of race bashing and, and stuff like that. It's almost like when you introduce this full swing of the pendulum one way, it's almost forced completely the other way. So there's no in between anymore. You get uh, these people that uh, completely want everything to be peaceful, and then you get these people on the other side that just will not accept it no matter what. Discord has thrown everybody into disharmony. I mean, it's it's we see this happen time and time again. Once you fall into God disharmony it, with your fellow ponies, you know it's never the same. You've 
I get these bumps on my arms when you say things like that. I don't, and I don't, I don't think I'm an intolerant person, but God damn it. Come on. Hey Mike, would you mind calling me glitter smoke from now on? God damn it. No, Mm. I just have a hard time with you, uh, uh, wanting to be called anything than your God given Christian name. Well, it's my identity and you know, I can use it how I want to. So is it fluid? Yeah. Fluidish. Ever changing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think that's probably enough of that, or at least as much as I can stand this week. And now, fun talk time with people who know stuff and tell me things, by Josh. Hi, I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick, and uh, we're here with, what's your name, sir? Wade. Wade, good deal, thanks Thanks for coming, Wade. And, uh, yes, sir, I'm, we're actually here to talk about bronies. Um, what you think of them, do you know about them, uh, thoughts and opinions. Oh, I'm well aware of them, yes. Good deal. Okay, all right. So how do you feel about bronies then? I think there's a huge problem with the targeting of young men as the target audience for My Little Pony now. Really? You you think that My Little Pony is, is actually uh, targeting young men? Is that, that correct? Oh, it's unashamedly so. Uh, this is going back to Hasbro. I actually did a little bit of research on this and see the target market for the, the store that actually marks it and markets the product now is anywhere from 14 to 25-year-old men. Wow. Wow, okay. Um, so I, I got to say, when when the show came out, I didn't find it appealing. Um, but I, I did actually know some people in my age group that, that became bronies. Uh, do, you, do you think they have fallen victim to the My Little Pony scandal? Victim isn't the right word. Pathetic is more the word. Um, this was a, a little girl toy, and as a little girl toy, uh, you got to look at how the imagery changed. My sisters played with My Little Ponies when they were teenagers uh, and young, actually preteens, preteen girls, gentlemen, preteen girls. They don't even look like ponies anymore. They look like sexy young women. What the hell is wrong with you? You need to look at a pony, perhaps because you can't identify with a real girl. There's something wrong when you're following after animated ponies and thinking that they're telling you some sort of secrets that are actually values that have been around a long time. If you had one quick thing to say to any bronies out there, what would you say? Grow up and enter the man's world. The world actually needs you to be a man. Thank you, Wade. Can I get your first name, please? Ivan. Full name is Ivan Yankit. Uh, a lot of my friends call me I Yankit, though. I'd I'd prefer to just stick with uh, Ivan, if that's okay. Uh, no, I would prefer not. I yank it is fine. How how do you feel about bronies? I feel okay about them. I watched a documentary. I got a lot of intel on them, and they're bros that watch ponies. Okay. There are also women that watch ponies. They're called Pegasisters. So you you said you watched a documentary on it. Um, is is that as far as your interest ever went with My Little Pony, or do you do you consider yourself a brony? I wouldn't consider myself a brony, though I may have indulged in an episode or two. What was your impression on it after just watching the first you know one or two episodes you watched? Rainbow Dash was very colorful, and also dashed around, as you would expect. And yeah, so. Do you do you sympathize with with the men that are uh, are bronies? How do you, how do you feel about the men that are bronies? You know, whatever you like. 
ponies, Pegasisters, pegging sisters, whatever. Pegging sisters is that is that a is that is that a thing? I saw a video on it one time. Have you heard of clopping? I've never clopped myself. I'm glad you have not clopped yourself. Uh, wish, uh, wish that didn't exist. Do you have any mini message for any of the Pegasisters or Bronies tonight? If you're down to watch some episodes, I am. Okay, okay, Ivan. Can you please say your first name? Hola, uh, I am Sanchez. Sanchez, Sanchez. Okay, yes. And uh, how are you doing this evening, Sanchez? Oh, senor, I'm I'm doing very good. Just got out for work at the pool. Ah, uh, you work at the pool. Okay. So, um, so, so how do you feel about bronies? Oh, senor, uh, bronies are a very controversial subject in Mexico. So why why are they so controversial in Mexico, uh, Sanchez? Be- because if you like them, you work at pools. If you like them, you work at pools. Is that is that correct? See, si, they send you to pools to work. Oh, oh, so you're you're bronies. Is that correct, Sanchez? Si, senor. How do you feel about having to work at the pools now that you uh, your identity as a brony finally came out? Well, senor, my family got the money to send me once they found out that I was a brony, senor. Really? So you're saying that in Mexico, families pay or paid to turn in family members that are bronies? See, si. Why do you think so many Mexicans cross? Oh, I see. So what you're saying is a lot of Hispanics are actually bronies. See. Si. Okay, gotcha, Sanchez. Wow. All right, well, um, do, do you have a message for your family? Suck it. Thank you, Sanchez. You have a great night. See. Si. So what's your first name, ma'am? Ashley. Uh, bronies. Uh, what do you know about them? How do you feel about them? I mean, I know that my roommate is one. I know that it is a bunch of guys who really enjoy the My Little Pony series. I mean, it's a pretty good show, and I know... All of the, I guess, a lot of the dark stuff that goes behind it too, along with creepy pastas, clopping, etc. What about the creepy pasta with the ponies? Okay, so the creepy pasta is, I'm sure you've heard, you know, Slender Man stuff like that. This is basically ponies in that situation. So there's one called Cupcakes. It is a fan fiction that some very, very messed up person made, and Pinkie Pie is supposed to be this really, you know, happy, joyful pink pony, and in this fan fiction she kind of i guess has snapped and she goes around killing all of her little pony friends and it gets very gory down to like slicing off cutie marks and wearing them as a dress and horns for her unicorn necklace and and you know stuff made out of pegasus wings it's it's very gory very creepy they've even actually made a little video on it on youtube oh oh wow that's okay that's that's not good gotcha okay and then uh let's let's uh you'd mentioned clopping okay what do you what do you know about clopping Clopping is fapping to pretty pastel ponies. Okay, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> and how do you feel about clopping exactly? I gotta say, I think it's pretty weird. I know someone who does it, and he comes and he'll message me almost all the time. You know, oh, I saw that new episode. You said new episode. And I'm like, oh, it was great. He goes, did you see Twilight's plot? And I'm like, I really didn't. Wasn't looking for that at all. And the plot is basically their hindquarters and all the booty. Well, they'll call them fanboy shots. It's not. It's a show made for little girls. Please don't touch yourself to it. So yeah, how do you how do you uh, how is it living with a brony? It's pretty interesting, I guess, in the sense that every Saturday, you know, we'll put the kids down to bed, and he'll be, "You wanna watch ponies?" Yes, I would love to watch ponies, and we'll watch it, and he'll be right up there, you know, fingers to his face, he's like squealing every time something happens. It's semi adorable. I wouldn't even really call it weird because it's his passion; it's what he loves. But it's really funny to watch this grown man, full on beard, just go, "Oh my god, look, it's Fluttershy!" <laughs> it's his favorite. It's his main pony right there. Wow, good deal, good deal. And do you actually have a main pony? 
I do. I love rarity. So you're totally okay with bronies and not so much in favor of cloppers. Is that is that correct? I do not care for the clopping. It's not even just like pony ponies. It's anthropomorphic ponies. It is ponies with human bodies but hooves. And and then, of course, there's sometimes the bestiality-looking clopping. It's just it's a very weird subgenre of interests. It's weird. <laughs> do you have any messages out there for any bronies that are considering becoming cloppers? Please don't. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, why why would you want to play with yourself to a show that's supposed to be about the magic of friendship? It's the magic of friendship, not the magic of fapping. It's don't. Just don't. Enjoy friendship, not fapping. <laughs> I'm Josh with Very Dark Very Quick. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you. You uh you have any uh parting shots for us, Aaron? I wanted to say something to you, Mike, personally. Uh you know, we've been doing this uh, podcast for a few weeks now and I think we've really grown a, a good tight friendship and I just wanted to tell you that I used to wonder what friendship could be until you shared all its magic with me oh good god well I would like to uh, read a quote uh, that I found it's uh, attributed to anonymous and this does come from the uh, site uh, reasons to hate my little pony friendship is magic the best quote I could find on here is, friendship is science, not magic. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree. Yeah, I don't care. Thank you for joining us. Please tell your friends and neighbors about us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode of Very Dark, Very Quick featured Mike, Aaron, Josh, Jeremy, Volk, and Jordan. Music by Fish Hands. Check him out on bandcamp.com. God, you're giving me the willies. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.